Hello and welcome to the Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we begin the King's writings, known as Dearest Ones, from November of 1944, as his war grows closer. He writes to his family on November 1st, 1944, Dearest Ones, It was indeed a grand and glorious day for lucky me. I received three letters from you and one from Leona. As far as mail is concerned, it's the best day I've had. You can't imagine how much it means to hear from you and to know you're well. Please accept my humble thanks for being ever so kind. The letters were written to my old APO on September 20th and 26th and October 5th. The one from Leona was mailed September 21st. I suppose once you begin using my permanent APO, they will get here much sooner. Thanks for forwarding Bill's letter. The funny part about it is that I ran into him the very day after he mailed it. Now you know he is only a few miles from here, and I expect to see him soon. I'm sorry as I can be, that there was such a long time before hearing from me. You should have received my cable long before October 4th. At least the fellow who took it from me promised it would get there in only a few days. During the previous days, I was en route and I couldn't write. I didn't write more while still in the States because I was kept busy the majority of the time while During the other times, I was having a hell of a good time. Please forgive me if I caused you any worry. Since being here in the group, I've written every day. By now, you should be receiving them and answering them. Leona writes that she was expecting you in Chicago this month. Therefore, I presume you're there now. However, I shall continue writing home in hopes that Ida will forward them to you. I can imagine what excitement there will be when the little one arrives. This war is surely making me miss out on a lot of fun. I sincerely pray all goes well and I shall be anxiously awaiting the good news. I also received the Emmanuel Bulletin today with the membership card enclosed. I presume you have made me a member. Thanks ever so much for doing it for me. I am regretful to say I haven't been to temple or services since I was home last. Jewish chaplains are few and far between over here. I can't remember last when I did see one. Also, thanks for sending me candy. God only knows when it will arrive, but I sincerely appreciate your sweet thoughtfulness. You surely had a lot of company over the holidays. I'm so very glad that you did. I'm sure it must have helped ease the loneliness. Also, I'm glad Aunt Lena was well enough to go home. She has had her share of troubles. You never did mention what her trouble was. I am indeed sorry to hear Dodie's father is ill again. I hope he pulls through okay. Please give them my best regards. I presume you're still finally with them. This was a good day all the way around. 
I got paid with two months flying pay included. So I'm sitting pretty again. We got paid in francs and I received a hatful. The franc is only worth two cents of American money. I got over 9,000 francs or $190. My allotment should arrive before long. Remember, it's yours. However, the following allotment, I want you to take $50 of it and give it to the Red Cross. They are doing some wonderful work. Many times their coffee and donuts have meant more than money could buy. So please donate $50 for me. The weather is still bad. We played cards all day and will probably continue on in the night. Please take care of yourselves and keep well. I'll write again tomorrow and you do the same. Love to Ida. God bless you and my dearest ones. I love you and miss you. Stan. Stanley is happy to share that he's getting paid and getting his flying allotment. And he's effusive in his praise of the Red Cross and their coffee and donuts as he writes to his family on November 2nd, 1944. Dearest ones, I hope this finds you well and not too lonesome if you're still home and having a swell time if in Chicago. There wasn't any mail for me today, but I can't complain after receiving three yesterday. However, it would have been nice if I had received three more today. It will be just my luck not to have any mail at all come in tomorrow. I'm feeling fine, healthy as a pig. The only trouble is that I'm getting too lazy. I slept all afternoon. It was an effort to get up for dinner. This probably sounds like the same old me to you. Honestly, though, it's even worse than ever. I did shave today. I almost forgot. It's getting so that I even look forward to shaving with want of something to do. The weather is still the same. I never knew it could be so consistent. There was quite a bit of excitement late last night. The second lieutenant who was here when we arrived received his promotion to first. He was a second for 14 months, so I don't feel badly with having mine for only 10. I'm sorry for making this so short, but there really isn't any news. Keep well and don't worry. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. Our hero, the king, is writing about muddling through each day as he awaits the war, as he writes to his family on November 4th, 1944. Dearest ones, I hope this finds you well and not too lonesome. Mainly, though, I hope you aren't worried about me. I've never felt better. If you've been receiving my letters, you should know this. There is only one complaint I can still render. And that's the mail situation. It isn't consistent at all. You can probably tell from my tone that I didn't receive any mail today. Only a few letters came in today. You should hear all the complaining the fellows are doing. It's gotten to the point where the mail is always a surprise. No one ever knows when it will come in. My baggage still hasn't arrived. Finally, a tracer has been put on it after all the time. I'll be in poor shape if it is lost. Things are the same, including the weather. 
I haven't moved all day except to play a little ball and chop wood. That's why this is so short. There isn't a damn thing to write about. It surely is easier to write when I have a letter to answer. We'll write you again tomorrow. Please keep well and keep writing. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Occasionally, the Silver King writes more than one letter a day, and he did on November 4, 1944. This is his second letter. Home. Dearest ones, received your letter of October 10 today. Needless to tell you how happy it made me. Evidently, you had written me acknowledging receipt of my letter, although I haven't received it as yet. You should have received more than one. I can't remember exactly how many I wrote you from England. However, I'm positive it was more than one besides a cablegram. The censor probably delayed the others. Still, I wish you had given me the dates of my letter. I'm terribly sorry if I worried you. Honestly, it was not intentional. I wrote at every opportunity I had. You must remember I was traveling most of the time. It took me two weeks to reach this place. I was still on the road at the time of your writing. This is a long way from the States. Don't expect too much from the mail. Thank God you're well. It's always such a relief to know that. Mother, knowing definitely you're in Chicago now, I shall continue writing home regardless. You may be back by the time this reaches you there. If not, I'm sure Dad and Ida will forward it to you. I'm very anxious to know what the stork brought and how Leona is. Please be sure to write me all about it. I can imagine what a grand and glorious time will be had by all. I also received a letter and membership card from the YMHA, authorizing me as a member for six months after my discharge. It's indeed a very kind gesture. Not that I intend to use it, but it would be nice if it weren't very long before it becomes effective. We had some new crews come in today, some of the fellows I knew back at Barksdale. I was a little disappointed because I had expected Sherry, only to find out he went to the same group as Bill did, and Mike went to an even different group. It seems we're spread out all over France. I hope I get to see all of them before long. I received my PX rations today, one package of cigarettes and one candy bar. They're having a hell of a time getting supplies in here. The fellows aren't passing cigarettes out as freely as before. No more news today. I'm fine and waiting for the weather to clear. Please keep writing and keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. As our hero, the king, writes that he's waiting for the weather to clear, it's a little more obvious that he's about to fly for real. As he writes on November 5th, 1944, Dearest ones, This was a perfect day all around for me. I can make no more complaints about the mail. That is, until tomorrow, anyhow. There were two letters from you dated September 22nd and October 1st, and there was also a very sweet letter from Aunt Lena, also dated October 1. It's really grand to know you're well. I could never thank you enough for writing so often. Believe me, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. 
I'm glad you did receive my cable. I knew you would be relieved to know I arrived safely. For a while, though, I was afraid it hadn't been delivered. But, of course, that's due to the fashion in which your letters are arriving. I've never seen such a screwed-up affair. It seems to be a miracle that I'm receiving any mail at all. I'm glad Aunt Lena is better. Only hope she stays well. Well, I saw Germany for the first time today. I flew my first mission. It was as thrilling as I had expected. Frankly, though, there was nothing to it. I didn't see any fighters or any action at all. We dropped our load without any trouble at all. In fact, it was just like a mission back at Barksdale. When we got back, the Red Cross was waiting with coffee and donuts. They are certainly doing a marvelous job. We also were given a shot of cognac by the group. They do things upright over here. I'm glad you've sent me some boxes. I should have known you wouldn't forget me. Well, thank you for them when and if they arrive. Regardless, though, I'm forced to make more requests. I wish you would send me some canned foods of some kind with crackers, cookies, and candy. One of the fellows received a box like that, and it surely tastes good before we go to bed at night. I would appreciate it if you do. That's about it for now. I'm feeling fine. We'll write you again tomorrow. By the way, I don't think I told you that I am in the Ninth Air Force. Keep well. Keep writing. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Now, as Stanley writes, we know his war is for real. And it is a fashion so typical for him, he buries the lead deep in his letter. Just a matter of fact, well, I saw Germany for the first time today. He writes to his family on November 6th and 7th, 1944. Dearest ones, this is another double-dated letter. I didn't write yesterday as I had run out of stamps and was unable to secure any. I did manage to get a few today. Stamps and stationery are terribly scarce around here. If you haven't done so already, I do wish you would send me some. I didn't hear from you yesterday. However, today the lady luck shined upon me, and I received two very sweet letters, dated October 1 and 3. I had thought by this time your letters to this APO would be coming in, but as long as they just keep coming to the old one, I can't complain. I'm so glad that Aunt Lena is okay. According to the doctor, she surely has to calm down. I'm wondering if she has the willpower to do as he says. I certainly hope so. I shall write her one of these days real soon. I wish you had sent me the pictures taken in Columbia. You know I haven't even a snapshot of you, and I would love to have them. Please enclose them in your next letter. I spent a very quiet day, although we did have a movie this afternoon. It came as quite a surprise, and we all enjoyed it. It's been raining again. The mud is almost up to the knees now. I'm still waiting anxiously to hear the news about Leona. I sincerely pray all went well, and Richie's got his little sister. No more news for now. Keep well and keep writing. Love to Ida. 
I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley continues to convey an amazing amount of compassion as a young man for his family, and I know that Aunt Lena was one of his favorites. He writes to his family on November 10, 1944, Dearest ones, Forgive me for not writing the last few days. The delay was due to the stamp situation again. I'm having a hell of a time trying to buy them. They are precious around here. I can only get a few when they are available. I do hope you didn't worry. I'm feeling great and living very comfortably. We haven't had any mail come in for a couple of days now. I'm sure you've been writing. I can't imagine what's holding it up. The supply train must be in bad shape when the mail can't even get through. I hope it isn't that slow in reaching you. Not much has happened since I wrote you last. I have two missions in now. On the last one, it was only cold that bothered me. The thermometer was reading minus 20 degrees. Believe me, that's cold. It's gotten very cold on the ground also. Today was probably the coldest day we've had so far. All afternoon we were chopping wood in order to not run out. It's much too cold for that. I also received my PX rations this afternoon. They are getting worse instead of better by the week. There were no cigarettes at all, only candy bars. The smoking situation is so bad, we've resorted to smoking German cigars. The Germans were thoughtful enough to leave them behind. I'm waiting anxiously to hear from Chicago how I wish I could have been there to join you in all the celebration. I'm sure you must have had a grand time. I sincerely pray all went well and that Leona and Baby are doing okay. Please write me everything. Hope you're well and taking care of yourselves. Winter must be settling in there, too. Please write as often as you can. Don't worry. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. As the Silver King relates to his family that he completed his second mission and that there are no cigarettes coming in, so they're smoking German cigars, we have reached the end of the first group of letters that Stanley wrote in November of 1944 as he continues his dearest ones. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.